and welcome to this week's Cycling Industry Podcast, now brought to you in association with Zyro Fisher. Uh, look out for a future episode with them. We'll be recording from Eurobike with SRAM, a bit of a tech talk. But for now, we're closer to home with Madison's Chris Brattle. Here we go. Hello and welcome to this week's Cycling Industry Podcast. We're sat on a sunny day in the park in St Albans with brand manager at Madison um, for DT... Tula, Dynaplug, Milkit, Elite, it's Chris Brattle. Um, yeah, good afternoon to you two. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's fly straight in with a bit of DT. There's uh, there's a lot going on on the tech front. Um, lead us in, tell us what's new. Okay, well, yeah, DT, as you probably know, was a fairly bit of a sleeping giant in the UK until fairly recently. Um, until basically our big Road Revolution 18 campaign, which is when we completely overhauled the road range. Since then, it's been a constant flow of new products. We've relaunched our suspension range in a big way with the F535 suspension fork last year. And uh, just this year, we've recently released a whole new range of gravel wheels, including aerodynamic carbon, which is a market first. And as of today, as you probably will have seen uh, already, we launched the new 1200 top-end uh, mountain bike wheels. The key technology with those is not only all new rim design and carbon design, uh, is also the new Ratchet EXP hub which is a very, very important development for DT Swiss. Our twin ratchet system is very well known. It's kind of the gold standard out there in the industry for low weight and reliability and ease of service. It's used by lots of other high-end brands. You find them in lightweight wheels, Roval, Bontrager, Giant, Envy, etc., etc. Um, and so it wasn't a decision to make. we made lightly. Um, but in 2018, some of DT's long-serving patents uh, began to expire. And so we knew that we would be seeing other people attempting to copy our design and basically try and get some of that performance DT's become so well known for. So about several years ago, um, DT Swiss's engineers started researching the next generation of Ratchet hub drives. And that's actually come to fruition this year with the Ratchet EXP system. Um, key information about that is essentially we, uh, one side of the ratchet is now anchored inside of the hub and integrated into the screw-in ring nut, which is still removable, it's still, you need a tool to access it, but you can still get that out to access the internal bearing, shouldn't have to do it often, but you can. Um, but the key information about that is the, there's less moving parts, it's a simpler mechanism, uh, the spring that pushes the ratchet is now anchored at both ends, there's less chance for it to be pushed out of line, which means the whole mechanism is now um, more resistant to ingress of foreign bodies into the hub, which happens with every hub, but regardless of how uh, well good the ceiling is, you know, it does rain in the UK. We do get poor conditions. A little bit. Um, yeah. Customers do love their jet washes. So eventually something is going to get pushed in past the seals, and it's what your hub mechanism does once uh, that grip gets in past it's so important. And so DT have been testing and testing, testing this over the last few years to make sure they produce something that's at least as reliable as the classics. 240 and actually all tests currently indicate these are actually even more reliable than what is already an industry gold standard and the added advantage is you have a wider bearing spacing which gives better bearing life um, less drag because you've got better alignment and you also can knock up to 20% off the weight of a rear hub by switching to ratchet XP because of reduced parts and the, the fact we now use hollow ratchets and things like that so we now have got some startling lightly light hubs for instance our boost hu uh, hubs that we find on all the mountain bike wheels that we launched today uh, they come in at 275 grams a pair which is astounding for an enduro friendly you know tough strong all-round hub um, in boost spacing and they come stock with ceramic bearings as well they're a 
quite a stunning bit of kit. So that's basically what we've launched today and the Ratchet XP you're going to see a lot more of that over the next couple of years as we stay ahead of the competition in terms of hub quality and durability. Okay. So leading from one tech talk to another, uh, Dynaplug uh, is a new brand for you, uh, is filling some gaps. Quite literally, yes, <laughs> yeah. I, I see what you did there. Right. Well done. Yes, well done. Uh, well, segue if they won't like it. Um, so Dynaplug's been a bit of um, an elusive white whale uh, for the UK industry for a while. Um, I first encountered Dynaplug, the first hard rock I attended several years ago, and there were these sort of little CNC pods, like the, uh, they were electrical tape to people's frames, you saw them sticking out of uh, pockets, etc, etc, and basically they was like, okay, what's that? And basically I was like, oh, these are amazing, you have to get them from America, they're really rare, they're really expensive, made by a little company in California, they cost a fortune, but they are the best solution. Of course, once I was aware of them, I started seeing them everywhere. You go on Vital MTB and they do the gear checks and the gear bag checks of the top EWS racers. You know, someone like Curtis Keane opens up his kit bag, in there is a dialer plug system. So that piqued my interest. And I sort of, um, I actually ended up, my wife's American, she was over there at the time I, I was at that Hard Rock, and I rang her up and I got her to get me one and bring up one back from the States, which I've been using ever since. Of course, as soon as I got my hands on this, I was like, well, why aren't these being imported? Why hasn't someone grabbed these? The technology, with the way the plug works, the way the, the brass head holds the plug in place by bonds, uh, the way they're so compact and so easy to carry and so reliable. Why is no one doing this? And the question, was, the answer was basically that Dynaplug themselves um, had had their fingers burnt dealing with distrib uh, international distribution before, and they've essentially decided their main business focus now was American IBDs. So Ranson actually, unbeknownst to me at the time, had already been talking to them. I, I can't take credit for making initial contact. Someone else did that. Um, but I was handed over it, the, basically that, far, that file and told to, okay, see if you can land this. And uh, I made contact with Cheryl, who is uh, the wife of Jim, who's the main engineer and sort of the brains behind the design plug technology. Uh, Cheryl sort of runs all the admin, the sales, etc., and she's my regular contact now. And I sat down, I started contacting them over Skype, and there were lots of long phone calls. And gradually, over the course of about a year, it was very slow initially, but then it all sort of sped up towards the end, we got to the point where Dynaplug was in a position um, to deal with Madison, and Madison was in a position to deal with Dynaplug. And it's been incredible. We launched iSpike, which I'm sure quite a few of your customers will remember. And since then, we did our first year's forecast in about three months. Uh, and it's just flying. We've got about 300 shops now stocking down a plug in way, some way, shape or form. Uh, it's, um, Alan, Alan, Hi. Alan. Yeah. Uh, well, there's actually someone in the tree. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's, a there's, there's oh. actually a guy. We, we might have to pause the, the podcast. There's a <laughs> man <laughs> in a tree above us. Okay, right, yeah, crisis so. averted. <laughs> the man has left the tree above us. We had no idea he was there. Back to you, Chris. We were talking about Dynaplug. Well, okay, fortunately, we didn't have to get the fire brigade in to get him down. Like <laughs> yeah, the joys of uh, good live podcasting, I guess. Um, yeah, so Dynaplug has absolutely flown. We've got sort of hundreds of shops now stocking the range. Um, it's also a lady, there's a lot of um, shops who are a bit nervous about getting involved, especially in things like road tubeless. With road tubeless, you've got a lot of people who've never used tubeless tires before. Most mountain bikers now, especially high-end users, they've used tubeless for years. Also, mountain bikers tend to have a space to work on their bikes, so things like taking tires off, dealing with sealant, taking tires on and off, it's something they've done before and they're fairly comfortable with it. With roadies now coming into tubeless, 
Uh, a lot of them, I know I appreciate I'm totally generalising and there are exceptions on both sides of this, but as a rule, roadies don't tend to have quite so much space to work on their bikes. They're working on them in the kitchen with a rug down. They don't really want to be messing about with um, Do you not taking want the scene explosion. They do, in the yeah, that would be marriage endangerment in the highest order. <laughs> I think, doing yeah. a tubeless install in the kitchen. So the, the first question you always get when you're trying to convert a customer over to tubeless and explain the benefits is, okay, what do I do if I get a puncture? And what you don't want to be able to have to say is, well, you have to take the tyre off. Well, have you tried to take a road tyre off by the side of the road, but it's full of sealant? It's not much fun. So, the work on the key ways to market dynapo is basically, you don't need to take a pump with you, especially use one of our air systems, which takes the CO2, is why I carry myself. Um, you don't have to take an inner tube anymore because you're not going to need it. You just take a dyna plug or maybe a pump if you lose a bit of air. And generally, sealant arrests the flow of air enough that you can generally get to the puncture before it goes too bad anyway. So it's more convenience, it's more it's, it's the ability that you're not going to be left stuck out in the middle of nowhere, and it's peace of mind. And one of the great things about Dunablow is because the actual sealing compound that bonds with the tyre is held inside the, the metal insertion tube, it doesn't get contaminated, it doesn't get dried out. I mean, the, the traditional sort of bacon strip slash anchovy and fork systems, they do work, but they have their challenges and the sealing mechanism is basically suspended in air, and that means it can dry out, it can get contaminated, and inevitably, if you're carrying one, you're not going to need it anytime soon. It's going to sit in your bag for six months, a year, a year and a half, two years, and then when you need it, it's dried out, doesn't bond, doesn't work. Whereas Dynaplug, because everything's sealed away, you get one of the Micro Pros, especially, or the Mega Pills, you, they're airtight, you stick them in your bag, and they're there when you need them, which is a key difference of our technology. And so sticking with tubeless, you also have Milkit. Uh, there was a recall last year. How have things progressed uh, since I had this feeling you might ask about that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it was a challenging time for Milkit. We had an amazing start to the year last year. Um, the booster just took off. We had a video on the bike magazine took at Sea Otter, which had over a million views. It was we had massive pre-orders for it, it was going really, really well, and then the recall happened. Because the issue was that basically the factory that Milkit were using to manufacture the heads uh, essentially didn't manufacture them to spec. The tolerances weren't tight enough, and the grade of plastic they were using wasn't what to pierce the design operations. And as a result, we had a small number of those where the plastic failed, and it essentially fired the little valve out. Now we've had no reports of injuries from that, um, but it, the right thing to do was to recall them all just in case because when you're handling sort of 150 psi maximum pressure there was potential for injury there and so the only sensible thing to do was to initiate a full recall um, every shop if any shops listening to this that still have a, an old blue milk it booster head sat on the shelf please junk it get in contact with madison customer care and we'll send you out the replacement black heads if it's, the booster has a black head it's the new version and you're all and you're all fine. The new ones have been tested up to a thousand psi, so they are even worn, used, old. They should be more than capable of holding 150 psi maximum recommended pressure that we spec. Um, the old blue heads should have all been brought out of the market and replaced. Um, the issue is inevitably you can only launch a product once. So we've launched this product. He had great coverage, brilliant sales. Then we had to get it all back, and now a lot of that momentum has gone. The products are still good. We just got a really good review in MBR, 10 out of 10. 
the fact it's so light, so portable, it could be used for bikepacking gravel because you can use the bottle as a water bottle and then you only need to carry a 12 gram head with you and then you've essentially got a portable um, tire remounting system. So if you do get a severe puncture and your tire demounts itself off, the, the bead demounts itself off the wheel, you can remount it again in the field. All you need to do is carry a usual pump with you and, and the head. Those advantages remain. It remains a really good product, but yeah, last year was tough, uh, especially for such a small brand. I mean, Milk is literally two guys. It's a really small brand uh, run by a guy who lectures at the Technical University in Zurich. Um, it's a little side project of his, and for a small brand like that, um, that can be an existential problem, a recall like that. So I'm glad that they've managed to come out the other side of it. We have new products coming through from them, new sealants going really well, new synthetic latex sealants, which uh, we launched uh, two months ago, and currently an offer on madison.co.uk uh, B2B, if you want to have a look. Um, sorry, I had to get that plug good in there. Plug, yeah. yeah, good plug, <laughs> got to get the plug in there. Um, but uh, Milky is now recovering, um, the boosters are now in stock, and but it's in it, we've lost a lot of the momentum from launch, and it was a tough year last year, but we're coming out of it, and the growth is now much more organic, because we, we can't do that big launch again that has just that's so give it another try bike shops i would definitely give it a go um i am if uh, you you want to talk to your agent most of the agents have samples they can lend you give it a show give you a demo ask them about it it's still a really good value lightweight great system uh now we have the new reworked heads all the problems have been eliminated we haven't had a single report yet of the black headed ones having issues give it a buzz it's still a great product uh, and we're just sorry about the recall it was um, it was a dark time for a few months for the brand but we come out the other side and now we're just in the process of recovering from it and on the subject of dark times I think you found a positive in Brexit is that uh, well, well, well certainly for certainly for one of my brands um, what's been quite interesting in the past couple of summers is how strong Tula's been because um, Tula obviously our, our core range is the bike things that essentially things that bolt onto your car Massive generalisation, but essentially you can you could sum up Tula as, as that. And one of the upsides to Brexit for the trading generally is um, because the currency has uh, has, has had gone through a very tough time. I'm sure gone. you've yeah. really appreciated <laughs> that as you've been <laughs> been travelling for the past ten months, Mark. Um, <laughs> flying away um, on holiday has become more expensive, and less people are doing it. So it's one thing Brexit the Brexit vote has brought on board is a boon to the staycation market and people going on staycations tend to rack up the car, fit a roof box, fit a roof bar, slap a load of bikes on a rack on the back and go. So actually one of the brands that's done pretty well out of current currency turbulence has been Tula and we've actually increased our number of people stocking Tula and our dealer base. And it's a great product because people often aren't confident fitting themselves, they want to be shown, especially things like roof racks, they want to make sure they're getting the right bit. We carry a huge range of fitting kits and anything that we don't have in stock, if you ask it for us, uh, we, we can locate from Tula UK, so we have a very quick turnaround on spares and uh, fitting kits requests if you need them. And it's a great thing that shops can offer by having these. I mean, it takes a bit of confidence to be able to sell them because you need to get your head around how the range works. But once shops have got that confidence, when you think about it, how do most of your customers arrive? I mean, if you live in central London, it's a bit different. But if you live out in the sort of the market towns, places like that, most of your customers are going to arrive by car. And they're going to collect their bikes from the workshop or buying a new one. How are they going to get home? They're going to get home by car. How are they going to get home by car? Well, you've got two options. You can either just give that, give that trade to Halfords, the local auto business, 
or you can try and fill that need and make some more money. And Tudor offers an unparalleled range on that front. And thanks to Madison's stock holding and next day availability, even if you don't have it right there in stock, you don't have to carry a huge range. You don't need a huge amount of space. We've just got a small, uh, we, we've got the ability to fill very, very quickly and get your customers sorted and on the road, basically when they come to pick their bike up. And you've got another good product in your portfolio for people who might be staying home, um, particularly through the winter. Uh, Elite, you said the trainer market is evolving quite a lot lately. Yeah, Elite's a bit of a funny one because it's very weather dependent. When it's all, when the weather's terrible, I'm the only over winter. I'm the only person in the office that's actually happy um, because Elite. I mean, basically, what you want with Elite ideally is a baking hot summer, so everyone buys bottles because if they're you're constantly running out of water, that's when you go and buy a new bottle, um, and then. A, brutally cold winter to then get everyone back on their turbo traders. Um, that has become less of a case with the turbo trader market over the last couple of years, simply because of the growth of third party apps, in particular things like Trainer Road and Swift. Um, give me, take, go back four or five years, your classic um, trainer was around 200 quid, was a mag drive unit, wheel on, uh, and basically that was, that was sort of your classic warm up trainer, racing trainer, and that's what you sold in volume. Um, now, something like 85% of our turnover is in FEC, um, just to use on where FEC stands for Fitness Equipment Control, it's the AMP codec that shows that uh, a wireless controlled smart trainer will play nicely with third party apps etc etc. So FEC is the key feature and FEC trainers now make up about 85% of our trainer turnover and it's growing. Um, the Duretto, which we launched in 2017 was our big smash hit that sort of burst us into that market. We followed up with the Duretto, um, the, the second generation last year, and we have new versions coming as well. We, um, we launched the, the Suito, which is basically the baby Duretto last month. Comes at 649.99. Suito means speed in old Venetian. And the whole idea behind that is to make it as simple as possible for customers to get themselves up and running. It comes with an 11-speed Shimano cassette already mounted on the trainer. Uh, it comes fully assembled. You literally pull it out of the box, fold out the legs which are already attached. They click into position and you can have it out of the box and ready to run in a matter of minutes. Um, which is becoming more and more important now, we have, now that this kind of trainer is moving out of the hardcore racing competitive cyclist who's looking to train and has a full toolkit and knows how to fit cassettes and all that kind of thing and moving more into the more casual cyclists who are maybe not quite as a serious heightened consumer in terms of the general cycle market but it's time crunched and wants something that's compact they can put away when they're not using it and want something they can like, keep themselves active over the winter maybe while someone's out and the kids are at home they can't leave the house they need oh it's dark and it's wet and rainy suddenly that kind of time crunched cyclist is overwhelmingly now turning towards these smart trainers and the Suito is designed very much for that sort of new entry into the turbo trainer market and so far, pre-orders have been extremely strong. Um, that's probably our key model this year, but we've also got two other new FEC trainers that are going to be launched at Eurobike, which I can't talk to you about yet. Uh, we'll go looking. You will, yeah. you, will, you will look and you shall find. <laughs> well, thank you very much for taking the time out today to uh, fill us in on that. Uh, sorry about the guy in the tree. Uh, we Seriously. had no idea at all. Um, <laughs> he, he was, was there, there for the first watching us for the first ten Seven minutes. To eight minutes of the that's all for this week. Tune in again with us shortly. We'll have some content from Eurobike, uh, most likely including our interview with SRAM. Uh, don't forget to check in with our sponsor, Zyro Fisher. Lots going on with them at the moment. Um, the B2B is zyrofisherb2b.co.uk. Mm-hmm.